Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're putting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, welcome to yet another edition of Dropping In. Omar Echeverry, myself, Cyrus Sotsas. Our next guest is a legend. I mean, I guess who isn't that comes on the show? If you're not a legend, why are we bringing you on? But this next individual is no exception. If you've followed surfing for a while, you know his voice better than anything. He was the voice of surfing for a large number of years. I haven't heard from him lately, so that's one of the many things we're going to find out right now. Why is that? Dropping In is the legend himself, Dave Stanfield. Dave, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm calling from uh, Pelican State, Pelican Point State Prison, Federal Institution. That's why I'm commentating lately. I'm in prison. Are you visiting uh, your siblings <laughs> or what's going on? No, I'm actually at <laughs> home. But yeah, my siblings in prison. Yeah, the entire family lives yeah, at Pelican fa- Point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping you guys will come up and visit me. Oh, anytime. I'm there. anytime. Done. I'll, I'll, try to, I'll, try, I'll try to smuggle some drugs in for you too. So at least you, you, you have something to take up your time there. Uh, <laughs> oh, did, where are you really right now? Like, well, what do you call, where are you calling home these days? And is that where you're at right now? Well, my love is uh, Sunset Beach, Holly, the Kahuku, mm. Telluride, Colorado, um, mm. Santa Cruz, and parts of San Diego. I'm in North San Diego County. Where, where specifically? Uh, not a good place. I'm in wine country. Well, I called for many years. I called, uh, Encinitas home for four years and I served swamis and pipes almost every day. Some of my fondest memories ever. So I take it based off what you're telling me is Temecula where you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it wasn't my choice. I, I had to get out of Huntington. Uh, <laughs> it just, I have, yes. I, I live with four women. <laughs> and they wanted bigger house and this and that and uh, so my drive right now is probably a 35 minute drive to Oceanside. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd live this far from the beach, but I did live in Colorado for quite a bit. Every winter I lived in Telluride for many years. Mm-hmm. Every summer I'd live in Huntington. You know, Dave, it it will make those surfs so much better. I was talking to someone earlier today about that. When you when you don't live near the ocean, you finally get there and you'll be psyched. So, and and a happy wife is a happy life. There's a lot a lot of uh, truth to that saying. You know, I first heard that from a kid that was a really good surfer, a competitor, and I don't know if he won a a longboard world title or whatever, but he, he was coming from an hour inland and he goes i don't care what the waves are like i'm going out and all these other guys are local so they were so spoiled they wouldn't go out with me (laughs) and he ended up surfing more than he ever did in his life because of the effort getting to the beach look at at, uh, florida look at look at uh florida's champs and biggest chargers in the world (laughs) like there's a lot uh being said to being obsessed with surfing and finally making it to the ocean so now you're a part of that (laughs) i I love the florida culture and the way they take it take it at it with uh the surf forecasting and the surfers and when it's on it's on and 
it's uh, I think it's amazing. It's like old time California when you can cruise up and down the coast and uh. you can always find something. And it was, you know, the coconut wireless on where to go surf. Uh huh. <laughs> that's, that's epic. Epic. It is. Well, we got we have valuable time here with the legend David Stanfield. So I'm going to dive in right now. And I'm I'm so curious. Um how how long have you been commentating? And um what what was your first surfing commentating event? I mean, it, I'm so curious myself. Uh well, I started uh doing bicycle races, BMX races. Uh, if you look in Wikipedia, the guy that started actually started coming to my events and I was announcing there and then ABC used some of that footage. And then I started uh, just doing odd stuff for motocross and hang gliding and uh, lots of windsurfing. Uh, I mean, you know, I'd lived months at a time in Hawaii when windsurfing was a big deal at Hokipa Beach Park and I'd live in Paia. But um uh, of the surfing, uh, you know, it, it goes way back and it kind of goes in and out. The best <laughs> times I've had surfing uh, and surf commentating are with the OP crew. Bonnie mm. uh, oh. Crail, Joe Adams, uh, helping out with Mike Parnell, who then switched to Oakley. And then uh, Randy Rarick and Bernie Baker and those people they were just really great people to work with, at least on my end, you know, they might've been controversial if you didn't get your own way, but in, <laughs> on my end, they treated me very well. And a uh, big part of my life, sir, it's basically the people you work with. I mean, in, and if it's a great location, you can't beat that. Yeah. And, and you're talking when you did the broadcasting stuff, are you referring to like the old school ABC wide world of sports where like every weekend they would just have these really odd sporting events like you were like that you were the main primary broadcaster for those for those for the for that yeah i uh, well I, I i really kind of branched out into some oddball i should have stayed with maybe golf because i wouldn't have got booted mm. out when i got gray hair but <laughs> I, I did over 1200 espn shows back when wow. they would take anything wow. um but and i covered sporting events for Fox, ESPN, and ABC, but really like throwaway shows to them. Uh, 20, 21 different countries, maybe. Wow. And again, that's hey. not all surfing, but, but us, you know, South Africa and France and Portugal, my favorite, second favorite, favorite place to uh, California is Portugal, uh, mm. Spain, Australia, New Zealand, all those places. Uh, obviously Fiji and those places are just phenomenal. And I used to love those days of the, the wild uh, wide world of sports. I remember my mom would let me watch them and I would like occasionally surfing would be on and I would just be so psyched on these different sports. Um, I, I, I thought it was cool, man. It was. And so basically like, in other words, if, if you've seen the movie fast times of Richmond high, I mean, I mean, to, to me, to this day, the most iconic character in film related to surfing is Jeff Spicoli Sean Penn's first major role in film. And there was that one scene in there where he's on the, I think he's on ABC's wide world of sports in this fictional like surf contest where he's like, and that's where he says, you know, he's, he's like, Oh, still, he's got the two girls next to him. So you were basically <laughs> like that guy, like you were, you were the, the main uh, broadcaster for those kind of events. That's Spicoli was dreaming of, of going in. 
Well, there was a group before me. I came in in the digital mode, which made it really easy to crank out shows. But in the analog mode, meaning shot on 16 millimeter film at Mm -hmm. the pipeline, those type of things. That's when Randy Rarick was actually a pro surfer and did some commentary, commentary work and then actually helped run with Fred Hemmings. But those were the early raw days. I came after in the digital days when Sony came up with digital cameras and digital tape, much easier to edit, much cheaper than film, that type of thing. And then the advent of cable TV, which everybody thought that, oh, cable, I pay for cable, I get free. Well, now you get cable, you get cable channels and a ton of advertising as well. Mm-hmm. But those days, there was so much on Fox. I mean, you know, doing shows for Fox and ESPN and even what they have ESPN2. People are laughing about ESPN3, ESPN4, that type of stuff. The Ocho. And it kind of turned into, uh, you know, it turned into a little kind of a mess. <laughs> the most recent <laughs> thing I've done that was, was big was Pyeongchang, uh, uh, Korea, Winter Olympics and uh, I was a guest, a guy that actually started on my shows came to be a, uh, a pretty standard NBC commentator. And he is, and he does it really well and everywhere. And, uh, Todd Harris actually started working with me in jet ski events, but he was a lead commentator for snowboarding, free ski, free skiing and skier cross. And Dude, he's there were only three people legend. in the booth. It was it was the two Todds and myself, and these guys got to call five gold medals. And I don't, I, I, you know, that was uh, probably my biggest thrill of working that. I've worked about five or six Olympics, but that was a good one in in Korea. Hmm. See, so you're, you're and you know, and those guys are all surfers too. You know, so it doesn't matter. Surfers, skaters. <laughs> That's no that now. And when it comes to commentating. I mean, you know, it's, it's a skill, it's a challenge. It is super hard. Um, I feel super fortunate, Dave, to be honest, you, you taught me a ton. I feel that I learned a lot from you and, and I, I admire that. I, I do have one question for you being a commentator occasionally myself, like there's a couple moments in surfing that like really like are etched in my brain that I got to commentate. Um, is there like my, one I got or one two? that's my brain that you were commentating at Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, dude, I almost died on that one, but alive. <laughs> that poor woman broke her arm. It was so scary. But, but I mean, the funniest part is one of mine was when Kelly Slater uh, didn't win his 11th world title. I don't know why it was so etched in my brain when they figured it out that he didn't. I was commentating that day. Um, but I mean, uh, what would be like top couple um, memories for you when you're commentating just the environment, the crowd, the chill, everything? Well, I, I, I liked when people came in with a, uh, with background. I, I, th- I think it's kind of sad sometimes if you're in love with a sport, you don't know any history of it. I think that's really bad. If everything is just centered around you and your world right there, and you're just looking future, you got to see where it comes from. And uh, the only instance I can say is I was doing something for the Brown family, you know, he did on any Sunday and endless summer and all that. And I went to talk to a couple of people. One was uh, Jeremy McGrath, one of the world's great supercross stars. 
Yes. I said, Jeremy, yes. what do you think of the movie on any Sunday? He said, I've never seen it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Then I talked to his dad and he says, Jeremy would not be on a motorcycle if it wasn't for that movie. You know, the history of surfing and the sport and the Duke. Oh, everybody's talking about how great these surfers are that are going. Well, they got to surf. But I mean, Duke Hanamoko, mm-hmm. the guy didn't have a leash. The guy knew how to swim. He knew how to surf everything i mean he was a real first super olympian mm-hmm. um and uh i just think you need to know the, a bit of history about what you're going to and even snowboarding it's good to know where the sport has been and where it's going mm-hmm. no that's uh, it's a great call it's it's even trips me out that you mentioned jeremy mcgrath i mean omar you and i interviewed him years ago when we were doing the extreme scene that dave used to come on a lot uh, back then, we covered like all the X, the the extreme sports, all the X Games type stuff. Yeah, I think the history is imp- incredibly important. And when you look at surfing, and surfing does have this rather illustrious history to it. Um, when I watch surfing now, most uh, most of the time, the commentators are let's say like Joel Turple uh, or some of the former pros. Dave, you're a legend. Why is Joel Turple? Why is his voice on my computer when major surf contests are happening? And no disrespect or offense to him. But why is he the voice of surfing right now and not you? Who you know and who you blank. <laughs> oh, I love it. But elaborate. What do you I know? know I, know, I have no idea. Joe's a great friend. In fact, Joe, who got Joe into surfing? I did. I said, I can't go to South America. You, do you want to go with me? I know you've been doing NSSA events, and he went. How did you, and, how did you uh, even know, how did you even know Joel? Like, how did you even think to, to introduce him to do his it? His sister used, well, Billabong was really big. I mean, I really respect what Billabong and was doing for so many years there, mm-hmm. Graham and Paul and the rest of the crew, um, you know, that took over from Hurley and they got the Billabong license and they really poured a lot of money into surfing events. And I was doing some really raw ones where I'd go down with one guy and a, he would try to set up an internet and we're out in the, <laughs> the jungle. <laughs> I'm not kidding me. I believe it's, you. Yeah. It's, it's, a cabe. it's like a dirt road. I felt like I was on a Western set, but <laughs> it's, just, it's probably changed then. But what has happened is that it was, his sister was working there. He'd come in and he did some stuff and, and his sister kept saying, well, he's going to take your job. Well, whatever, wh- whoever decides to take the job, you know, it's their money. They're spending money. And obviously I don't, I don't have an in with the WSL or Dirk or any of those people, but uh, I still think that in order to do it right. And it, the more I see that you, you've got to do your homework. It's got to come out natural. It really helps if you're a, passionate you just don't want to be a fan you want to actually be a a surfer of sorts the best you can be but it really helps if you've got a journalistic background and you're talking about the surfer and you're keeping the notes and you're not just kind of fling it off memory you 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 really have it so uh, there are some people out there that are really, really good at that. And there's some people that fake it and they don't come across with enthusiasm uh, and the timing of the right moment. But okay, to get no. back to my favorite moment, I think it was with Shane Dorian, not only calling the pipe with me, mm-hmm. but then going out and circling it and coming oh. back up in the booth. 
this might have been six or seven years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, Kelly was, would come up uh, now and then, but Teb Kelly and, and Shane and that, I, I thought it was, uh, you know, you couldn't get any better than that and pipeline going off and these guys are heroes and I'm just a talking head. No, that's great. And hey, Which, you know, for all those people that, you know, have commentated, you know, commentating hacks, um, to commentate an event with David Stanfield is another level. I don't think people understand the amount of research. Um, you know, you have all your cards with like the coolest information about people. I remember when I think I, gosh, was it like uh, NSSA Nationals? And, and you like, you came up to me, I was a little kid and you, you just got like a couple little infos like, hey, where do you usually surf? And, you know, on your breaks, you're gathering information and, and you know, educating the world and kind of painting this picture of the surfer versus like, you know, just kind of talking, <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, know Omar, another that's, level. Omar, that's not true. I've never met you until a couple of years ago and I met you on a dating site. <laughs> Dave. Oh, he's cute. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Omar, Omar is just one big red flag, whether you travel with him oh, or yeah. surf with him. Oh my gosh! You know oh, he'll yeah. paddle back out and tell you how good the waves is that he took from you. <laughs> <laughs> of, of course. Hey, you see my wave? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Elmar is a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal surfer, and can you can you imagine him driving around in an electric car and he's got a, a boatload of kids and he's he's going to make Santa Cruz really crowded. Oh, he <laughs> is. I know he's, he's responsible for that. The moment his kids actually grow up to adult age, we're going to point the finger at him for overcrowding in Santa Cruz being one of the contributors. You pumped out yeah. three more. Yeah. No, no, no. They'll, they'll just burn you. you guys and then tell you how good the wave was, right? Just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, I don't know if you know, I did talk yeah. to Greg Cruz yesterday and he gave me some great inside information that, of the Olympics. If you want to know some of that stuff, I can throw out a bit and you can comment. Yeah, but, but uh, Dave, Dave, before before we, but before we get to that, we'll get to that. But Dave, I'm still trying to figure out again from the early days of the ASP, you were the voice of surfing, right? Whether it was literally being at the beach, being the MC, was, whether it was doing the, the webcast commentating, and then in what I was like the first hire, I was the oh, first hire of the ASP. I walked into, I was on Gothard Street in Huntington Beach, and there was this big, huge, nasty-looking red kangaroo. But he was named Ian Cairns, and I said, <laughs> I'd like to work here, and here's my background. And I told him a little bit, and he says, great, you're going to announce the OP Pro Series, and you're going to do this. So I kind of really got a head-first dive into that, but I'd done events prior to that. But, so, yes. Uh, it was Ian Cairns. And, and former commissioner, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, former pro. But so in approximately 2015, I, I'm, don't quote me on the exact years or dates here. Uh, the WSL takes over and you basically have this new group that now controls uh, pro surfing. Um, so what happened? I mean, is it, is it, what's the reasoning that you, this, this individual, this legend who's been doing this for decades that for, I think from an audience perspective, very few complaints. I think you were generally uh, the general consensus was that you were very well liked. Hey, ma ma master, master of ceremonies too yes yeah the mc <laughs> like, i mean like come on like ceremonies are the most difficult thing in commentating period so what happened uh, dave i mean i would love to know in your opinion from your perspective why is it that you're no longer 
the voice of surfing? Like what, I, I mean, you gave some, some rather ambiguous answers there, but can you specifically like what happened? Like, is it, is it ageism? Is it like you didn't network properly? Like what, what's the reasoning? Well, um, I probably didn't kiss too many people's behind. Huh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I knew from the outset that, uh, uh, one or two people didn't like me and I couldn't figure out what they were, whether they were production managers or whatever. Um, they seemed to like a lot of people and I wasn't one of them and I mm. kept losing jobs and, uh, you know, and I'm, if they don't like you, I don't blame them. It's their money and their deal. But uh, I was treated okay, but not, it wasn't friendly and I, mm -hmm. I was kind of blown away too. I thought I could help. I, I'm thinking, okay, it's my age and it's my look. And then all of a sudden I'm finding out more and more commentators. They don't even show commentators on camera that much. Right. I mean, the yeah. guy that took me to the Olympics, he does like, my gosh, at least eight shows for NBC network. And it's rare to see him on camera, but he's the voice of a lot of college basketball, a lot of this, a lot of the Olympics and stuff like that. And I, and I was telling him, I go, why didn't you guys get a, a, a Emmy, a TV Emmy for your coverage of five gold medals at the Olympics? Oh, they never showed us on camera. So we, we, we didn't apply. They have, you have to actually be on camera and present and all that. And it's kind of too bad because they did a really good job. But uh, in my case, one, two, three people. I mean, when I'd go there, the, the producer and uh, I guess he was the director, they're all nice. They knew my name and they were very respectful and we got along. But there's somebody that was lobbying against me or just made the decision hmm. to not yeah, use but, it. And was that during the tryouts? Because I know, I know. They had, uh, I didn't of, go to the tryouts. The tryouts, yeah. No, I didn't either. <laughs> what try, what, Omar, what tryouts? I, I, I they, don't know. What... They, they actually did some additions for uh, commentating for WSL. Really? Uh, yeah, and that's when, uh, you know, because they had a couple guys in and out of there. I'm blanking on their names, but, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I had quite a few friends that, that went. I, I didn't go. I, I, I you know, I, I have a family and I, I, I didn't want to go. <laughs> it's a time intensive job. I mean, you're traveling the yeah. world year round. It's, it's, you know, it's, totally. it's, it's a major time commitment, but yeah, I guess Dave, I'm just, you know, I, it's a, it's a bummer. I mean, I was so used to you for most of my adult life, uh, listening to your voice and to a lesser extent watching you on these surf broadcasts. And then, you know, we have this transition where the WSL is in control now. And, uh, I don't know if you, you read that, uh, that column a little over a year ago from uh, William Finnegan in the New Yorker, which really elaborated on Kelly Slater's artificial wave and more importantly, this whole new controlling interest that oversees the WSL. And, and I'm just looking at this correlation between these new faces and then you suddenly your face not being around as much. And I assume that it was just just new leadership wanted new people, but Joel Turple's been there for a while too. So I don't, I don't, I mean, again, no disrespect to him. I'm not hating on him, but I would rather have you. And it just, I'm just wondering why, why it is that you're not the guy. So, so you think it just comes down to basically a couple decision makers having a subjective opinion on what, on who they think the best person is and you just didn't fit the mold. It was just as simple as that. Uh, I just think it was two people that had powerful positions that, uh, 
yeah, that they push for their people. And, and I don't think they were surfers per se. You know how you have certain people come in and it's time to clean out a company and a company yeah. sells and a guy comes in, a CEO fires everybody. We're going to yeah. start fresh. Yes. That, I honestly think that. But I, you know, I'm still kind of bummed. There were a, there have been people that have been let go of the of the ASP and the WSL that I was very upset that they let them go because they'd put in so many hard years. Not an easy job traveling around, eating crappy food and flying on planes. You know, your bonus is if you get to do a free surf or you see great surfing. But, uh, you know, I'd hope that uh, some of the powers uh, and the powerful surfers would have lobbied for me, but nobody did. So, it, well, about what I know. But it's okay. It's their money and it's their deal. I, I doubt we'll see or hear too much, you know, more in the Olympics on these people because I guarantee if you're from America, if you're from America, you're going to see an American NBC commentator. Uh, right? You're going to yeah. see an NBC contract guy. You might have a guest like a Kelly Slater, but they better be good. And then in Australia, well, for sure, you're going to see Australian commentators and Australian surfers doing it. It's a whole different ball game. Uh, yeah. But uh, I just I wish it was more balanced. Anyway. And, and, and we're, I guess we're just we're spreading the love, man. We, we, uh, we loved I loved your professionalism and, and I, I wish it was a little more balanced. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I feel like you uh, taught a lot of these people um, how to commentate. Um, Peter Mal, a friend of mine, I know that um, you definitely helped him out as you helped me and uh, as you helped Joe. Um, so kudos to the true voice of surfing, which <laughs> I guess Cyrus and I feel is you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, Pete, Pete and I used to, uh, well, I, I don't know if there were arguments. So to me, I, uh, there's definitely a, a nasty side where somebody could just say what's going on. But once there's a microphone there and you're out there and you're laying it out there and you're going to get haters and you get lovers and all that kind of stuff, you're going to have people that like you, not lovers. Unless you're Omar, you're going to get a lot of lovers. But if <laughs> if you're out there and you're you're commentating for eight hours or seven hours, you got to figure out who's who. And I'll tell you, for the hardest thing for so many years, I said, you're play, I'm play by play, you're color. I yes. do this and you do that. Let's just act, have you ever watched TV before? Nobody knew. And you are, I argued that for five years. <laughs> Dude, the, the first event I worked with you, uh, you, you grabbed my piece of paper and you wrote down on it. You said, you are color. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was still learning. And, and by the next day, I, 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 I was stoked. I love being the color commentator. I'm like, nice. You're evil. well, yeah, you got to analyze it and you got to lay it on the line and you got to just say, well, it's a good way, but I don't know where the judges came up with an 8.5 because if you take a, and that's what Omar could do. Omar could do the color commentator because he's a surfer. He's been judged a hundred times. He's always been under judged according to him. Of course. Seriously. Always. Every time. Scored on and each when player. I party. <laughs> and when I party, like, come on, and, no one yes. brings it. <laughs> every girl, every girl is not hot enough. So messed up. Every every score surfing's not good enough. So messed up. Uh, Just have to get you, dog. Dave, you have, this, you have this plate platform right now. You don't want to throw those two individuals under the bus. That didn't. That didn't uh... Nope. 
I had to try. I had to try. It's I respect okay. that. You're funny. <laughs> Dave, you know, uh, what, is, what is your thoughts and opinion on surfing right now? Do you like the state of surfing? Do you like the WSL? And if not, what changes would you uh, recommend implementing? Uh, well, uh, Dirk Ziff and, and Natasha are w- wonderful people and they're givers. And for them to buy and do what they want with their company, the, the WSL, I think it's great. I'm really excited that, uh, you know, the, the new head is Eric Logan, because not only did he work with uh, the Amateur Surfing, Surfing America or USA Surfing, but now he's the CEO and he's, from what I've been told, an enthusiast. I'm glad they kept Bill Sharp on as running the double XL big wave, uh, the big wave awards, because to me is one big wave, one huge wave, one huge wipeout will get millions of people watching. But a guy surfing uh, some place you don't know and getting a 10 point ride by turns and off the lifts and stuff like that. You won't get millions of people watching. So it's good. They're covering both bases. And I, I think it's improving daily. I personally will only watch live a little bit. If not, I'll just do the replays and go right to the waves and look at the waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, just time is precious. So uh, I'm not nice. as I got to I got to get up at two in the morning and watch South Africa. Right. Know. What, you know, so what, what, I, I do like the replays. Uh, the the camera works brilliant. <clears throat> the drone work is really good, and mm-hmm. you know they've they've got a solid team, and it's hard. It's, yeah, but yeah, uh, and, what they're doing is right. You know, and Cyrus and I agree with you about the big wave surfing, which is the to me a bizarre phenomenon in in the sport of surfing is the failure of big wave surfing yeah uh, it is it's weird so strange uh, but, but hey there there is one golden nugget in that that uh, a, a friend of both dave and, and mine uh, has cr- created you know the xxl um give us a little bit of info i i know of uh, you you've worked with um the xxl awards and I, I can't i can't remember the exact name it has right now but yeah give us some info on that the first double xl awards were held at the hard rock cafe Mm. in Newport Beach, California. And uh, uh, Taylor Knox had to fly back from Australia to pick up a $50,000 check, <laughs> which ironically he won in an amateur contest off Toto Santos, the reef uh, big wave. Yes. And yes. he didn't even win the event. I think it was a semifinal wave. And he just dropped in on a massive wave. And I think... Uh, a, group, uh, a guy, uh, he called himself Snapping Turtle Productions, got video of him. So he got paid for the video. He got <laughs> out on the island and shot it. And, you know, Taylor gets 50 grand. Um, <clears throat> we made, Bill and I made a, a documentary on that search for the $50,000 wave. And I won the Hawaiian Film Festival. And But, it, you know, it, it, it really showed a lot. It showed people. It showed network news people, nighttime news, like whatever, all caught up into this El Nino season and big waves at Mavericks in Hawaii and Mexico and all that kind of stuff. And he just, uh, you know, he's kept the belief that it's going to happen and he's done it. And uh, the good news is the 
secret news that might happen. I don't think anything's been signed, but the big wave awards are going back to the Grove in Anaheim next to Angel Stadium. Nice. Uh, nice. On, fri on Friday, May 8th. And, you know, whatever the WSL does with it, it's, it's a great party and a great venue, and it's comfortable and it's really fun. And I've seen some phenomenal celebrities and musicians and, you know, it's it's just a great get together. And the the screen's nice and they've got new speakers and it just, it rocks. So it, it, it they're going to do ride of the year, paddle of the year, women's paddle, big, biggest wave. And they, that's the only thing that's left. It's called the big wave awards now, but it's the double XL biggest wave has maintained the XXL and then the women's biggest wave. And then they've got the wipeout award. And if you've looked at the site, there's people taking some massive beatings at Piahi, Keala Kenley and Jamie Mitchell. I mean, mm -hmm. talk about <laughs> crazy falling off a, doing a belly flop from a 10 meter board. Dude, insanely nuts. Insane. And you know, I, I feel that if anything, in in surfing can uh, uh really grab the imagination of your random dude it's big wave surfing um you know yeah yeah you're yeah, right you know, during the mavericks event i mean you you could walk down town san francisco and people would be like oh, who won or what what happened you know it just the buzz of big waves is amazing and hopefully it keeps growing because i feel like it just gets punched in the gut all the time <laughs> between you know the competition tours and you know the the rise and fall of the events and the drama so that is awesome to hear it's back yeah it is and and it's and and those nominees are available if you go to worldsurfleague.com slash big wave awards that's how you can find all the nominees and and you're right you're right oh dog it's like uh Big wave surfing definitely connects with the mainstream audience the most. And I, I'm guessing it's because of the shock and awe of just how amazing these huge waves are. I mean, <laughs> crazy. I mean, they're, 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 you're literally risking your life every time you're going out there doing that. It's insane. Um, <laughs> In, insane. D Dave, I'm, I'm also uh, curious too. I mean, this is a, another big part of the evolution of the sport of surfing, and that is the Olympics coming up. Um, I, I mean, Cyrus and I have been covering this for a few months now. And I mean, I feel like it's somewhat confusing um, to really like figure out, you know, all the nuts and bolts, um, you know, everything about it, but it's super cool and exciting. Um, what's your take on serving in the Olympics? Well, that's, I'm glad you asked because I'm the minister of misinformation and I will give you some misinformation. No, Are I you talked Mr. to Greg Trump? Cruz last night. Uh -huh. <laughs> and nice. okay so it's at uh, surrey guy beach right and that's similar to newport beach newport beach has got eight jetties out there little jetties yeah if you've ever seen any of those surf events there so they've got jetties there um beach break you're gonna if you want to see it they can hold six thousand people they're gonna be build huge grandstands however you're gonna have to shuttle into it um, Interesting. But the opening day is the 24th. The closing day is the 9th. That's 17 days. What have oh they gosh. given for surfing? Eight days. Now, Olympic surfing competition will go from Sunday the 26th through August 2nd, another Sunday. If they need more days, right, they can go to August 8th. But after that second, they're going to be limited with any kind of live television. And I kept, I'm telling you right now, NBC, I don't blame them. They go, we can't afford a crew to sit out there for a, 
a week to shoot two and a half days of surfing. <laughs> yeah. But the Olympic feed is really good. When I was mm. up there, I knew half the guys on the feed just from working in the business for years. Really great, great cameramen and zip lines, everything handheld guys. It's just a solid crew. And you know, Japan knows how to make phenomenal cameras and they'll probably shoot it in Japan for in 8K, you know, where we get 2K right. on our normal TVs. Um, but I got to ask you guys a quiz. Who's going to be, who's going to be the youngest surfer for the U S team? Uh, Chloe? Yeah. Chloe. Or is it John John? No. Which one's young, older or younger? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to guess okay, Chloe. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a girl. I'll give Chloe's you a hint. It's older. a girl from Florida. Oh, the girl, girl from Florida. That's right. Oh. Well, the girls are qualified. Oh, man, you, guys, you guys are failed. You're staying after school. Carissa Morris, <laughs> no, 27, Carolyn Mark. You, you did not. That's a true question. You didn't specify <laughs> gender. Uh, it is our fault that our, our brains trail towards the men. I mean, we should have been more open-minded. but That's not like you, Cyrus. It's always <laughs> girls. Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hey, these that's little surf yeah, girls. It's not like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so but, Carolyn will be 18. Okay. Uh, Chloe will be 26. John John Florence, 27. Now, now name the two backup surfers. Oh, gosh. They Kelly? have backup? I didn't know they had backup surfers. Yeah, Kelly Slater is one of them for sure. Um, I don't know. And he'll be 48 years old. Yes. Yeah, on the 11th of this month. Next week, yeah. The other Next backup week. is from Santa Barbara. Dane Reynolds? No. Bobby okay, Martinez? you're still thinking man. You're oh, still oh, thinking oh. Man. So there's only one backup per gender? Well, that's at this point, you know. Okay. We, so, we've got plenty of months to shift around. So Lakey Peterson? Yeah. Oh, nice. I got it. For what do I win? A cookie? <laughs> no, you win a McMuffin. I think your grandfather oh, no. <laughs> invented the egg McMuffin. Um, it's positive. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, oh, so shit, great cruises give me a lot of great information. It's a little different, but you know how you think you can just walk on the beach. Only athletes are allowed on the beach. One coach, if there's hmm. an injury, a medical director and the team manager. So you can have a team manager like a Brett Simpson. You can have a coach. You, you know, you can have two people down there probably in the ears of the athletes if you want. Hmm. But what USA did and Greg Cruz did, they got the best bed and breakfast site closest to the event. It's only a quarter of a mile to the event, Beautiful. the Pention. And it's got a jacuzzi, an ice bath, an ice bath. Nice. storage for the all the surfboards bicycles a big common area and a commercial kitchen and they're taking over two chefs wow uh, <laughs> which i think is just phenomenal um, dave dave how do we get that job come on <laughs> let's know, go right? <laughs> oh you're not... pretty good yeah i don't know I, i'm definitely not <laughs> on that team but anyway, oh, 20 men 20 women they're going to start with five person heats they're going to end up with man-on-man heats it's going to take 11 hours for the men, 11 hours for the women, and, the, and that's if they're 30-minute heats. And I said, well, since it's kind of ISA-ish, you know, is it going to be two heats going on? No, he goes one heat only at a time. And then I said the real key question for surfers, how about logos on the boards? 60 square centimeters you can put a logo, a 60 square centimeters Down. on one side only. So wow, you better pick side. your right side and better put it up at the front if you're trying to 
plug somebody on the Olympics if you're doing well. So that's about what nine square inches. Although a lot of these a big logo. hitters, these big hitters right now, like John John, I don't think they even have sponsors right now because of the hur the whole Hurley news. We'll talk Toronto. about that later. But yeah, that's that's funny. Well, then he'd just get a sticker that says "space for rent." There, there you go. You go. There, you know. So my my take on it, I'm I'm super excited that surfing's in the Olympics, and I'm fucking petrified all at once. Um, you know, just you know, kind of like when X Games jumped on surfing. You know, like, can you explain competitive surfing on, you know, network television? That, that is always my fear. You know, surfing has the biggest allure, I feel, as far as being a sport, being sexy and on the beach and fun in the ocean. Mm -hmm. but, but I mean, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like God, it, it, it can botch it in a sense. God, please don't, <laughs> you know? But then it, it's going to show the world. So I, I just, my fingers are crossed. Well, I think that... If any, if any country is going to botch it, well, the, the, comp uh, the country that might do the best, that probably has the most patience, but a very small audience, is Australia. And they'll, they might do it right. But, you know, to get surfers as actual yes. Olympic commentators to explain it and all that, it might be a little harder. For NBC, the chance of them putting an entire personal crew out there, which they usually do because they own the number one rights usually right they've got that contract they'll probably take the feed and hopefully do a, a really great whatever a wrap-up of surfing whether it's 15 20 or a half hour long show and they'll explain it and they'll get into the people that advance but you know we know that how the usa has done stuff in nbc it's much better when somebody from the usa wins Right, you're more Very true. you're Very more true. liable to cover that sport. Very true. So what we got to hope for someone to win, <laughs> always. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, what will they do? Kanoa Kanoa Igarashi from Huntington Beach, definitely a contender. Yes. He's surfing for Japan. Crazy, right? Yeah, and then Australia has a strong team, but you know chloe and daniel chloe and dino is definitely one of the the big guns i would think definitely um, for, for that wave I, carolyn I marks yep carolyn marks carissa moore it depends on how that well they can surf a you know a newport beach type of a wave uh, hmm. you know in fairly good conditions it's such a shame to me that kelly's not in it you know i i, I know he didn't qualify and you got to make it fair but if you care about the sport and the fans, you, you got to slide him in somehow. I don't care if he's representing Syria, who I think he's like, what, a quarter Syrian or an eighth Syrian or something like that. Get him in as a Syrian. I don't care. Get him <laughs> in there. Man needs to surf in the Olympics, man. I mean, you, you want people in there that the, that the fans actually want to see. Um, no disrespect I agree. to the other competitors. Dave, what, what, what are you up to these days, man? I mean, you're, I mean we're, not, we're not hearing you talk surf much. Uh, are you retired? I mean, what are you, are, do you still have to pay bills? Are you pretty set? Like, what are you doing these days? Um, I maybe do two or three surfing events a year. Um, oh, you still do? Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just, you know, smaller QS events. Okay. Um, okay. One in Oceanside, one in Huntington. Now and then, if they ask me, it's, it's not life or death. I uh, <laughs> do a lot of voiceover. I've been doing some, uh, you know, part-time VO full-time VO, documentary VOs, uh, mm. writing scripts, stuff like that. 
Uh, I do some marketing for um, a couple of car dealerships and help them out and uh, a lot of editing. Hmm. You know, just uh, odds and ends. It, it, the problem is, is uh, if you're a surfer, you kind of grew up that way. Whatever it takes <laughs> to make sure that you can still get in the water when it's good. That's true. So right. You get a job that's not so committal. You know, I, yes. I, I know that Omar, when there's good surf, he calls in sick all the time. I do, no, it's, it's called traffic. Hey, that's terrible. <laughs> Super bad. Uh, well, so yeah, that and with the like help of Surfline. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, and well, you know what? You're staying busy, and, and that's what matters. And, and you're, you're still, to me, the voice of surfing. Yeah, you're always going to be, in my in my humble opinion. I, and any social media presence, any websites, anything you want to plug before we uh, set you free? Uh, the only thing I've been doing is I have a, a BMW website that helps one of my clients, a BMW mm. of uh, Marietta, a guy that I kind of grew up with racing, a, a madman. Boris said owns a car dealership out here, and I do videos for him, and and it's called uh, BMW Genius Videos, which sounds kind of obnoxious. But then uh, if you know BMWs, they use that genius term. But what I did is I, I just copyrighted a lot of those YouTube video names. And mm -hmm. uh, I decided to do some videos and help his uh, car sales out a little bit. Cool. So that's what's going on <clears throat> in nice. YouTube. And um uh, other than that, awesome. oh, I got to tell you, though, that uh, that uh, Carissa Moore and Carolyn Marks have already been on TV and that Chloe and Dino and Brett Simpson will appear on the Today Show. And the Today Show, I believe, is NBC. They own the mm -hmm. Olympics. And nice. that's going to be on February 25th, I've been told. But I've also been told the entire surf team will be introduced on the evening of the 25th at the Staples Center in downtown LA when the Lakers meet the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that Simpson's going to go there too. So Simpson's basically, Brett Simpson will mm -hmm. be needing to wear the pants because he's going to wet his pants if he's sitting courtside at a Laker game. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> that guy is a maniac. He is, he is. His, you know, his father was uh, is still in the record books in the NFL. He was one of the nastiest free safeties you could get. The guys that knock, guys that catch the ball, they knock him silly. Uh, Simpson's dad was a phenomenal NFL guy. And when he said, well, I don't want to be a surfer, he, you know, like shook his head. Yeah. And now Brett's dream is to become a basketball player. But he's part of the coaching team for the USA. And he gets to sit, sit courtside and watch the Lakers and be introduced at the Staples Center. That's incredible. That's a, you know, I love basketball. I'm a huge Warriors fan, though. So F you, Brett Simpson, and your Lakers. Uh, but I've <laughs> never sat courtside in my life. It's, it's, it is a dream. I don't because I'm never going to afford that. Yeah, I feel like it's either connections or wealth, and one or the other to get courtside. So good for him. And he's not, you know, he, you know, funny thing, another uh, random tidbit here is that he's not actually the only former or current pro surfer whose dad played in the NFL. Here's some trivia for you, Dave Stanfield, and you, O-Dog. Do you know who the other former pro surfer is that I can think of at least? And I'm, not brain, I'm actually Dave. brain farting. Dave, do you have any ideas? I'm thinking of Bam Bam, but no, I have no ideas. Benji Weatherly. That's his, right. His dad oh, was a... Oh, yeah, he That's did. That's right. Very, very good, yes. 
<laughs> Look at that. I, 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 I do remember Weatherly tell me that guy has no sense of humor, Benji. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's he is crazy. That's funny. Have man. you seen him golf? I mean, just uh, no. Can you imagine how fun it is to go golfing with Benji and with Kelly over at Kahuku? It's got to be a riot. Well, yeah, because and his mom still has that restaurant, I think, right? I think Benji helps out now over on the North Shore of uh of Oahu. Yeah, um, and he was caddying some pros too. Some big was he really? For a little while. Yeah, I was like, what the? Was that? Wasn't it Adam Scott or what, a couple big guys for a little bit? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, how much fun would that be? <laughs> I mean, be. you're hanging out with Benji, dude. It would He's be. Scared. Kelly Slater's actually playing at Pebble Beach right now as part of the pro am. I heard an interview just this morning with him where he. Uh, my friends at the KNBR Morning Show were interviewing him, and they asked him, they're like, are you ever going to retire? And he actually went into it. And his answer was, if I decided to try to retire like while on top or find some you know, good moment to kind of lead the hill, uh, he said that's an egotistical decision. And so he doesn't want to do that. His, his, he's, he's basically going to keep surfing. He said this today, and I, I, should, I should pull this audio clip. He, this, he said that he's going to keep surfing until people just don't want him out there anymore. <laughs> or he just doesn't qualify anymore. That's crazy. Well, that's, that's awesome. been his whole life. Yeah. Every time you'd go up and you got a Kelly Slater heat, they go, when's this guy going to retire? I don't want to surf with him. I know. Yeah. So, I, and, and I guess that begs the question. Like, I wonder what age he'll finally not make it. Like, will it be 60? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Dude, it could be. Oh, my gosh. It's See, crazy. The, the amount of surfers who, who should have won <laughs> some stuff in their life. Yeah. Kelly just blocked. It's so it's brutal crazy, it's to crazy. think about. Uh, uh, it's so good. Kelly, go Kelly. Stuff. I, I know, right? Yeah. Look at his 11 world titles and see who came in second. And tell me if they don't think about Kelly Slater now and then. Oh, oh. my gosh, man. His, and his, con, his conquests, uh, I texted those guys when they're interviewing him. They, they, they're, you know, it's a terrestrial radio, so they have to be kind of PG, but... I texted him. I'm like, hey, ask him about his other conquests that don't involve surfing. And they knew about it. They laughed. Because um, Kelly, I mean, look, when it comes to the bachelor life, I, I don't think anyone on this planet has equaled him in terms of conquests. You know, it's just, it's phenomenal. And I'm trying to, I'm, my verbiage here, I'm trying to be as clean and PC as possible. Like, but hopefully people listening can follow. He is amazing. Second to none, except for maybe Derek Jeter of the Yankees. That might be it. It is amazing. The man is just a king. He's the, he's a king. He's 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 royalty. He's he a goat, and he should represent Syria in the Olympics. I really think he should do that. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> uh, folks. You got to have your junk clean. Hair down there is just not acceptable anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. And the folks at Manscaped are taking care of you with the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. No more nicks and cuts. Oh, on your balls. Ouch. And their battery is a premium now. It lasts up to 90 minutes. They have an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas. They have a charging stand powered by USB. And if you're listening to me speak right now, you're one of the first people to hear about this product, Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV, that's Believe, short for the Believe Podcast Network, at manscaped.com. Again, go to manscaped.com. And if you use the free shipping code BLEAV, that's short for Believe, or at least the name Believe, but spelled in our way, you get 20% off. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code 
believe b-l-e-a-v dave man thank you brother what are you up to now you're gonna go surf you're gonna go kick it sit on the couch relax what's the rest of the day like for dave stanfield uh i've got to repair something as a part of this house that is just you know when you got the wife and she's got the list of stuff you need to do yes yes it's an endless list it's endless. It, is. it is it's always is it never stops no <laughs> never. it used to be so simple it used to be so simple when you rented a place you left the place yes, yes. now when you own a place oh my gosh you got to fix everything Oh man, that list never. And every time you think you, you so, what are you guys gonna do? Tell me what you guys are gonna do. That's so great this afternoon. I don't. I didn't say I'm doing anything great, but oh, I know. Oh, dog, you got the you got the kids and stuff the rest of the day, right? You're you're not yeah. surfing, are you? No, it's Friday. Uh, so I'm gonna power through some office work and crack a beer. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm gonna go pick up my step kid right now. And uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know, Dave. I'm sure some some uh, some green leaf will be in the mix. Some relaxation. <laughs> some. <laughs> well, if it were, if it wasn't for guys that care, that have a sense of humor and common sense, this world would be so boring. And you get you uh -huh. two guys are awesome. Thanks, brother. Right oh, back thanks. at you, man. Thanks, Dave, man. And hey, thank you so much for coming on, man. True, true legend. Yes. No other sense of the word. You are, dude. And I hope to, and I hope to somehow see you uh, or hear you commentating surfing again. I mean, if they, if they webcast those QS events, let us know and we'll promote it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you rule, Dave. Thanks, man. You know, I got VHSs of everything. Yeah, I'll put them online just to bore people out of their there mind. There you go. You should. You no, should. write a book. You need to write a book. Yes. Seriously. Please. Oh, that, would, that would be amazing. That would be. Dave yeah. Stanfield. Omar and Dave travel through Portugal and get body cavity searched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's only Tabarua. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Dave Stanfield. Okay. Thank you, my man. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you, sir. See ya. Thank you, Dave. Bye. Oh, that was Dave Stanfield. Oh, dude, that was great. Dude, what a that legend. Really oh, my gosh. I, I just love, I mean, to to really know what he's seen and and uh, throughout his career and throughout his life is literally amazing. One of those people, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. you rewind time, and he's just he's hung out with all the legends. He's been right there in the mix when all those amazing historic things in the sport of surfing have gone down. He's right there. Uh, to me, it's awesome that there's people like that. It is, yeah. It really is. He's he's one of a kind, and he used to come on our old shows all the time, and just great sense of humor, great knowledge. Yeah, yes. man. Good stuff, brother. Um, all right, O-Dog. Love doing this with you as always. Always, man. Yeah. All right. Always um, have a ton of fun you? with you. I know, dude. Um, um, let's, go, let's go get some surf next time. Boom. <laughs> let's go. And then I think next week or next episode, uh, we're going to have on the program, I'm, I'm aiming for Sean Thompson. I mean, the, the man, the myth, the legend. He was one of the pioneers of the shortboard revolution. Uh, he was one of the stars of the documentary, Busting Out the Door, a few, uh, few years back. So we hope to get him on. Bill Martin, KTVU meteorologist, is going to come on at some point in the near future. You mentioned another name too, right, that might come on? I, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of prospects coming. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tease him soon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and Dave mentioned, mentioned Bill Sharp. I haven't heard that name in forever. Maybe we should get him on too as the oh, big dude, wave of words. That guy is another Dave Stanfield in a sense. Yes. I oh, mean, he's a character. 
Dude, and he has seen a lot uh-huh. <laughs> in, in the sport of surfing. So, yes, yes 100%. Yes. So we'll have a lot of good shows coming up. All right, brother. Till next time. All right, later. brother. Dropping in later. <laughs>